saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. And Judah said unto Simeon his brother, Come up with me into my lot, that we may fight against the Canaanites. And likewise will go with thee into thy lot. So Simeon went with him, and Judah went up. And the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand. And they slew them in Bezek, 10,000 men. We know that Judah means praise. And if praise goes up first, that enemy is going to be delivered into your hands. But can I tell you, it's not just regular praise. Because Simeon means heard. So it's heard praise that needs to go up. It's praise that's loud and praise that's passionate. You need to get a hold of God. Because when God hears your praise, when you make a loud, joyful noise unto the Lord, watch as he begins to do a work. Watch as he begins to move in your life. So let's give God loud praise tonight. Let's magnify him in this place. God's fixing to do a work. Hallelujah. Amen.
worthy tonight. Hallelujah. He's worthy of everything tonight. He's worthy of everything every day, every minute, every second, every millisecond, you name it. it that's the, the minute that you can, you can uh, uh, measure of time. He is worthy of everything in that, in that split second. Amen.
Oh, can we give him praise in this place? Can we give him high praise? Hallelujah. 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 Glory and honor. Power and might to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Does anybody love him in this place? Does anybody love Jesus in this place? Does anybody love what he's done for you? You love how he turned you around. That he made a difference in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I praise you and I magnify you. The Lord's in this place. The Lord's come when they, we begin to praise as a collective body. God begins to move in this place. There's liberty in this place because His presence is in this place. There is freedom from addiction. There's freedom from disease. Because He's here. Hallelujah. I praise you, Lord. We've got a number of family members that are out sick. We've got people that need healing in their body. And we've seen healings take place in this, in this house. When the prayers of the saints go up. When we're living separated and holy lives and pure lives. God begins to move in our midst. Hallelujah. And I'm believing God's going to touch these needs. Erica Verdugo needs healing in her body. This is a friend of uh, Stacy. David Adams needs a special touch in his life. John Piercy, I guess, got an electric shock and uh, needs prayer. We're going to believe God's going to touch him. Elizabeth Gonzalez has tested positive for COVID, and we're going to believe God's going to touch her. And there was a prayer request out for Derek Simpson. He, he's been coming, uh, you know, off and on and we're going to believe God's going to touch him and God's going to fill him with the Holy Ghost yes, amen. amen so if we can for just a little bit let's lift up these needs and if there's a need in this house come the, the ministering brethren will pray the prayer of faith Jesus in your name we praise you and magnify you Lord touch Erica Verdugo for healing in her body Lord let your power and your might be shown in her life in Jesus name Lord, touch David Adams with a special touch. Let your power and your might be shown real in him, O oh God. Let him call upon you. Touch our brother John Piercy in Jesus' name. Heal his body. Lord, get him back to the church as soon as he can. Lord, we praise you and we magnify you. And touch Elizabeth Gonzalez in Jesus' name. Healer of this COVID. Keep her through it. Let it go quickly. In the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For it reaches to the
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will never lose its power. Its power to deliver. Its power to heal and to touch. It will never lose its power. And that power is for you today. That power is for you right now. If you will take hold of it. When that spirit begins to reach and touch in your life tonight, and I believe it will in Jesus' name, respond to it. Don't hold back from it. Let God do a work in you. You will not regret it. It will be the greatest decision you've ever made. It will speak peace and wholeness to your life. Amen, amen. There's no a choir, a children's choir practice tonight. Um, Thursday night is um, worship leaders, musicians practice. That's Thursday night. I remember outreach this Saturday at 930. Amen. Everybody say outreach. Amen. Please remember Sunday services. And then Monday at 630 is ladies Bible study. I'm sorry, that's 7 o'clock. Oh, sorry. Monday at 7, ladies Bible study. So 7 o'clock Monday. And then Saturday the 20th, the Sunday school department will have a fun day here at the church from 11 to 2. So Saturday the 20th, bring the kids, bring the neighbor kids. Just we're going to have a good time with the kids. Amen. 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 And I'm just, uh, I'm excited what God's going to do in the service. Yes. I'm excited Brother Hopkins here. Yes. And yes. amen. Yes. Amen. And I'm glad all of you are here. I'm glad that you are well and you're able to be here. That's the blessings of God. God has given you favor. And he is keeping your hand, his hand on you. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're just going to continue the service in our giving. And um, like I said, just keep an expectation. Something's going to happen tonight. God's been doing miracles night after night after night here. And I believe this is no different. Amen. Amen. Brother Monks, would you ask the blessing?
awesome God. You're the mighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your holy name. We praise your holy name. Praise God, praise God. Our God is an awesome God. He's a mighty God. He's the one true God. Amen. He's been, he's been mighty a long time. Yes, because that's who he is. Yes. And he'll forever be the mighty God. Yes, amen. Amen. People come and people go, but he's still the mighty God. Yes. Kingdoms come and kingdoms go, but he's always yes. still the mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people come to power, but he's always been in power. He's still in power. Yes, amen. He'll forever be the mighty God. Yes, amen. And I'm glad I know who the mighty God is. He's a friend of mine. Yes. His name is Jesus. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Feels good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And so good to see everyone that was able to brave the storm and the rain and the hail um, to get here, literally, tonight. And we were watching out the windows this afternoon as the storm passed over and the lightning and the thunder. And... Uh, like my father-in-law says, nothing like a good thunder boomer. Amen. And, uh, but thank you for braving the elements and making it out to the house of God tonight. Yes, amen. And uh, I'm glad you did. And uh, God has been doing some miraculous things. Amen. <clears throat> some, some of you may have left a little early last Wednesday night. After Wednesday night, Brother Frank was able to make it. He works for UPS and he has the route up on Pine Mountain and Fraser Park area. He came in, only caught the last 10 minutes or 15 minutes of service. And, and he, but we had been texting, and, and uh, he said, I'm going to make it one way or the other. I said, come on, just whenever you get here, great. And he came right after service, right up here. We did a little Bible study, and, and uh, we had to fill up the baptistry and baptize in him in the name of Jesus yeah. Christ last Wednesday. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Amen. He said this weekend, he said he could not help but all day, every day since, just been smiling to get that, that burden of sin off his back. The guilt and the shame washed away. It's under the blood of Jesus. How many are thankful that you also buried all your sin in a watery grave? Amen. Amen. And that's just one miracle in the last week. Praise God. There's been others. God's been moving. And God's healed hernias this week. And God's removed uh, gross potential cancer this week. Yep. Amen. He's removed gross this week. Yes. Uh, this this week. Yes. Just in our church family. I am so thankful that he's still the mighty God. Yes. He's still the great physician. Ah. Praise God. My, 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 my. Amen. And so, and uh, we're just going to continue in revival. Amen. And we're going to continue to grow. Amen. As God gives the increase. We're planting, we're watering, we're outreaching, we're reaching out. And we are trusting the Lord to continue to give outreach or to give the increase to outreach. Amen. Faith without works is dead. We're trying to put a little work with our faith. 
Amen. And God is making all the difference. Yes, amen. As he always does. Praise God. Again, so good to see everyone here. Uh, good to see Andy's cousin with us here tonight, Johnny Rodriguez. God bless you. Good to have you with us tonight. Just make yourself at home. Praise God. Amen. Good to see Uncle Roger and Betty Sue here. Amen. God bless. Love y'all. Good to see you here. Amen. And it is so, so wonderful to have our friends, and I mean that. Brother and Sister Hopkins and their two beautiful girls, Aria. Amen. Who we've, we've gotten to know a little bit. And now Chloe is just born this last month. Two precious angels. Amen. But you'll have to pray for Brother Hopkins because he is far outnumbered now. Three to one. I know the feeling. <laughs> Amen. But uh, they are in revival at Greater Bakersfield. And we are so glad that they were able to squeeze us in. Yes. And Amen. Uh, we love and appreciate Brother and Sister Hopkins. They ministered in a great way in January. And, uh, and I'm sure they'll be back uh, again and again and again if we can have them, if they'll come. And if I have to beg and plead, we'll make it happen. And, uh, but we are so glad to have them with us. And come, take your liberty, whatever you feel to do. Amen. Amen. And if I could say one more thing, it was commented uh, last night when someone heard that Brother Hopkins was going to be here. that They said, um, tell him, do not pay attention to the watch or the clock because he puts himself on a clock. You just, just throw it away. Just put it away. You take your time. Take your liberty. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Come. God bless you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as Brother Hopkins come. Oh, I think we ought to give God a great praise for all that he's doing here in the church. My God, you're great and greatly to be praised. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. And God, we thank you for what you're going to do in this house tonight. Oh, somebody give God praise. You know what I feel like doing? Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. And let's shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Somebody thank God for the victory right now. We worship you, Jesus. My God, you're good to us, Lord, and we worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bye, bye. Don't we serve a great God? He's a healer. He's a provider. He's a protector. He's awesome. He's awesome. He is awesome. My God, I've got no complaints. My goodness, feels good to be here in the house of the Lord. Back worshiping at Apostolic Rock Church. Man, and you guys will know how to rock, let me tell you. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. I give honor to Pastor and Sister Mullings. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost connected us, and the Holy Ghost worked it out for us to be here tonight, and, and the Holy Ghost has connected us in this church, and I'm thankful. I can't say that everywhere I go. I just can't, but I'm thankful to be here, and I appreciate every, everybody that's here in the house of the Lord, and I can tell you I love you. I really love you, and uh, it's good to be with Sister Audrey and Brother Hudson and Sister... Alyssa, and I guess this old guy over here, Brother Perriot, amen, yeah. <laughs> well, praise God, amen, and looks like we got one more opening for the Mullings family, so amen, any takers, 
Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I could say that because the shield's there. She tried to throw a drumstick at me and hit the shield. Amen. You know, uh, I know we, we got work in the morning. We worked all day, but I feel like having my wife sing tonight. Would you guys give her a little time to just come on up here and come on up, sister. Amen. We'll figure out what to do with these babies. I'm going to figure out how to play that organ, and uh, sis will be in the key of F. Amen. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. Amen. My wife's going to come testify in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're Praise so thankful to be in church tonight. Thankful that we serve the one true God yes. who is above all, can do all, do greater than we can ever ask or think. And I'm so thankful that the Spirit of God dwells within us and we have the power to overcome any situation of life and in all situations that God has given us the answer and that's him, that's the Holy Ghost and I'm thankful tonight. Amen. Praise is what I do when I want to be close to you I lift my hands in praise
somebody do that right now? Can somebody lift up a praise to the Lord? We worship you, Jesus. Can we take a moment right there? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. God is so good to us. I'm thankful for everything that he has done in our behalf. Amen, amen, amen. Know that Wednesday nights are typically called you know, Bible study night. It's a time when we just set aside time to do more information and telling more than inspiration and yelling. And so tonight I'm going to attempt to follow the Holy Ghost and just do and just do what I feel. And uh, I started thinking in my mind about this, this journey called living for God. And, and one of the things I realized is that in my life, in my ministry, I was looking for these markers of affirmation and confirmation in my ministry that I expected would match that of my father, both my natural father and my spiritual father. And I was perplexed that when I, you know, sitting in the conference floor, perhaps at the, the PSR conference, that I someday would be on that platform and, and receive that confirmation. But when I came to the age, my father, I realized that, that Pentecost wasn't really the same. And, and the affirmations and confirmations that were for my ministry and for my generation were different. And, and the reason for this is that, that the kingdom of God, uh, Isaiah 9 and 7 says it this way, of the increase of his government and of peace, there's going to be no end. The kingdom of God is moving forward. The kingdom of God is becoming better. And, and, and it's like, you know, these, even the way that the, the solar system works, you know, you, you go to, you remember that, the yellow one's the sun. You guys remember that? Anybody ever have that science experiment? The, I was that kid. And, and I always thought of the, the planets kind of circling around the sun, just like a plate, you know. But when I really started thinking about it, it, it's not, the planets don't move through the universe like a plate, you know. But the sun, and there's something I could preach here, but it's almost like a traffic cone that's kind of pointed out like this. And, and the planets are revolving around the sun. You can put S-U-N or S-O-N. And, and the gravitational pull of the sun is pulling us closer to the sun's destination. And, and that's what it's all about. It's, it's about growth. And so my desire tonight is to speak specifically to this idea of a maturing kingdom. A maturing kingdom. And a maturing church. And, and what I really want to put my finger on tonight is that person who is, you got to hear this, who is frustrated in their relationship with God. I feel like tonight I've got the answer. Oh. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
to frustration. Let's lift our hands right now and talk to God. Minister to us, God. I'm asking you, Jesus, that you would not only prepare the ears, but that you would prepare the hearts as you prepare my voice and my mind, oh God, for the mission that you have for this service. Let not one word fall to the ground or to empty hearts, but let the word tonight find its mark in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Turning in our Bibles to Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter and the fourth verse, and we can all quote this so very well. I'm going to read it in my Bible. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. My goodness. Let's move up one verse. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it. My goodness. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. One verse before. Hear, therefore, Israel, and observe to do it. Lord bless you. You may be seated tonight. The book of Genesis is so interesting to me. I was, my wife and I were across the other end of the country. We had the opportunity to go to this museum. It was made, built by a man by the name of Ken Ham. And the theme of that, that creation museum was that the answers are in Genesis. And, and I think that's, that's really good if you know the questions to ask. But as an evangelist, I don't know the questions to ask. And so the book of Genesis to me is, is really confusing. And the most, and it's, it's so hard to understand because, because it's just confusing. The first book of the Bible, in the first chapter to me, is one of the most deep chapters in all of the Word of God. And it's interesting to me that in the book of Genesis, that is composed of 50 chapters, there's only one chapter about creation, but 14 chapters about a character by the name of Joseph. And I begin to ask myself, why is this? And the only answer that I have come up with is it's more important for us to understand the principles that are given to us in the life of Joseph than that of the creation of this earth and this terra firma. Because... This earth and the heavens that we see one day are going to melt with the fervent heat. But the principles and ideas and, and, the, and the philosophy that is given to us in the life of Joseph are eternal. And when heaven and earth pass away, the things that I learned from the life of Joseph are going to go with me into the next world. So it seems to me that the life of Joseph is centered around this idea of dreams. One of the first dreams and one of the most prominent that we come across, I think it's a third dream, is one of Pharaoh who is sitting in his purple lined palace. And he says, I had a dream, brother. And in my dream, there were seven fat cows. Seven black Anguses. They look good. Amen. But just before that, there were seven skinny cows across the yard. Those seven skinny cows came and ate the fat cows. And I was perplexed because there was no change in the skinny cows. And he awoke. 
went back to bed and he thought it was the little Caesar's pepperoni pizza. And he realized, he started to dream again. Said there rose up out of the river seven skinny ears of corn. And then across the way seven fat ears well attended to ears of corn. And the skinny corn ate the fat corn. And the skinny corn stayed the same. What a picture. That is the antithesis, the opposite of God's kingdom. He does not intend for us to eat of the best and remain the same. He does not intend for us to come to church, service after service, and remain the same. But he wants us to grow and become greater. The sins of yesterday need to be addressed today. And when we wake tomorrow, we need to have the victory. That is the plan of God. Let me tell you, 2 Timothy 3 verses, I'm not even going to do the whole thing, I'll look at verse number 7. Amen. It says, there in the last days, perilous times are going to come. And there are a lot of things in this, in, this, in this setting of scripture that are scary. But to me, the most scary thing is found in verse 7. He said, there's going to be a lot of cows that come to church. And they're going to be ever learning. Ever learning. A lot of skinny cows are going to come to church. They're going to be ever learning, but they're never going to be able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Hmm. I want to grow. <laughs> Amen. And so we look at these dreams. We look at these dreams. And, and, and something stood out to me in the dreams. This butler says to Brother Pharaoh, I was in prison and there was a man who could interpret my dream and, and I'm here. And, but there was also another man in the prison with me that had a dream. And he said, that was your baker. And I want you guys to hear this with me. He said, the baker's dream was this. He said, I was walking down the sandy sidewalk. And I had some bread on my head. I want, you to, I want you to listen to this. He said there were three baskets on my head. And, and, and they were white baskets. If I could put it this way. They was Pentecostal baskets. Like, the, like Jesus told the Pharisees. There were some, they were whitened sepulchers. And, and he said there was, there was bread in the baskets. But while I was on my way. There came some birds over my head, and they, and they ate the bread that I was going to take to Pharaoh. And Joseph said, I have the interpretation of your dream. He said, he said, in three days, not because you did anything wrong, you had the white baskets. Not because you weren't headed in the right direction, you had the right place to go. You weren't carrying the wrong thing. But you're going to lose your life. And uh, in three days, Pharaoh's going to take your head. And so, and this is, this is it. The problem, my goodness, <laughs> of the baker was that he was carrying the bread on his head. 
He heard the word. And it was only in his head. But it never made its way into his heart. And so the reason he lost his life <laughs> is because he had misplaced the bread. <laughs> Woo, <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the psalmist in 119 said, I, I cherish the word. I love the word. And he gave us a, a key. He said, thy word. Your bread, king, I have hid it in my heart <laughs> that I might not sin against thee. The problem with besetting sins is not so much the fact that you're not only obeying the rules and you're on the right course. And not that you're serving the wrong king. But the problem with besetting sins is that you're, you've got misplaced bread misplaced bread mine that's my title tonight misplaced bread there, there's a there is a phenomenon that arises in scripture a man who was very famous of the tribe of benjamin there was not another man more suited in all of israel to do the job that needed to be done. He, 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 uh, my, uh, there was something good about this man. The scripture says, when it introduces us to him in 1 Samuel, the ninth chapter and the verse, first verse, that he was a mighty man. And this man's name was Saul. And it's like the accolades don't stop. He was a choice young man, a goodly young man. There was not another like him in all of the world. And it stops and it says, there's a colon. It says, from his shoulders and upward. He was a, he was a, oh, a mighty man. We go on and read a little bit about this mighty man from the shoulders. You get what I'm saying here? The shoulders, the shoulders and upward. Right here and up. There was nothing going on in the heart. Brother Saul had it together. He was carrying the bread on his head. My, my, he, he, he. So we, we look here at, 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 at brother, brother Saul, who was given directly from the mouth of the man of God, Samuel. He says, Brother Saul, I want you to hearken. 1 Samuel 15, 1, verse 1. He said, Now therefore hearken unto the voice of the words of the Lord. I want you to hearken to the bread. That I'm going to give you. He says I want you to destroy. All of the Amalekites. I want you. I'm just going to say this. I want you to destroy. All of your secret sins. But brother Saul. It, 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 it got here. But it didn't get here. And so by the time the story is over. The oh my. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the birds came. And took the bread. And before the story's over, the thing that Brother Saul was supposed to kill, killed him. It took his head. That's right. His head got cut off by an Amalekite. And so tonight, all of that is just a foundation for what I really want to get to. 
All right, you told me not to do it, but I just got to check the time. All right, I've been only 15 minutes, so praise God. Hey, anybody happy in the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. And so, and so here's the key. Here's the key. Tonight, I really should have titled this The Road from the Head to the Heart. The Road from the Head to the Heart, because that's really what it's about. And, and if the, I don't know if the media team can help me or not, but here it is in 1 Samuel 15 and 22. 1 Samuel 15 and 22. This is the road from the head to the heart. And it's one word. It's one word. And, and we're going to discover this. and We're going to unpack it tonight. If you've got your Bible, you can even turn there. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in, okay, as in obeying <laughs> the voice of the Lord. Be because, because to obey is better than sacrifice. And he here's that word that, that he told Saul in the beginning in his first test. And to hearken, to hearken. And so the interpretation of Pharaoh's dream was there's going to be seven years of booming and there's going to be seven years of famine. And the famine's going to be so great that the years of booming are going to be forgotten. But in, 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 And what you need to do, and, and there's a correlation here, because in Amos 8 and 11, the scripture says there's going to come a famine in the land in the last days. A famine of bread. No, not that. A famine of thirst. No, no, no. There's going to be a famine of the hearing of the word of the Lord. And so the answer to the famine is to find a man of God. In Genesis 41, 33. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man that is wise and discreet and set him over the land. And so the answer, the first thing you got to do is you got to find a man of God and you got to submit yourself to the man of God and say, Brother Samuel, whatever you say, I'm going to do it. Wow. I feel the Holy Ghost operating right now. I really feel the Holy Ghost. Cornelius, I'm going to skip some scriptures for sake of time. You can read it later on your own, Romans 10, 13 through 17. Brother Cornelius had to find a brother Peter. Brother Paul had to find an Ananias. The ten lepers had to show themselves to a priest. And in 2021, a Stanley Hopkins has to have a pastor. And so Jesus has asked the question, what is the greatest commandment of all of the commandments? <laughs> How many feel, I got to stop, is it? Does, is anybody feeling the Holy Ghost right now? I mean, honestly, do you feel the Holy Ghost right now? Do you feel God talking to your heart right now? Do you feel like you're going to go to the next level by the time this service is over? Mm, lift your hands right now and just love the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And so... And so Jesus, he looks at these Pharisees and he says, the first of all the commandments is to hear, hear, O Israel. 
The Lord our God is one Lord. You look at that word here, it means more than just letting the sound waves come to your ear. Oh my. You've got to hearken. That word literally means you've got to hearken and obey. It means to pay attention and to focus. It was Leah who named her first son Simon, which really means Shimon. For the Lord heard me and responded. Psalm 27 and 7, Shema, O Lord, when I cry with my voice and have mercy upon me and answer me. Proverbs 20 and 12, the Shema, the ear, the hearing, the seeing of the eye the Lord hath made. The difference in between loss of life and living is in one word, hear. The difference in between those that stay stationary in the kingdom and who never grow and those that go on to do great exploits that are followed by miracles, signs, and wonders. The churches that stay stagnant. The churches that experience the miraculous. It all hinges upon one word. And that word is here. I don't want to preach to others in cast bread in me myself become a castaway. And so even as I'm preaching this message, I'm not preaching to just a great church, but I'm preaching to this lowly preacher, brother preacher. While you're preaching, don't just be speaking, but hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation 2 and 7. Revelation 2 and 17. Revelation 2 and 29. Revelation 3 and 13. Revelation 3 and 22. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Amen. I'm going to bring this quickly to a close. Sister would come help me land this thing in Jesus' name. Brother Saul, Brother Saul. Brother Saul, Brother Saul. Brother Saul, Brother Saul. Brother Saul, Brother Saul, the reason I rejected you wasn't because you didn't look the part. The reason I rejected you wasn't because you didn't have all of the potential in the world. The reason I rejected you wasn't because you weren't fit for the call that I put on your life. But the reason you were rejected is because you could not hear. Oh my, let me get down to where we're living tonight. Is the preacher's voice becoming dull? Why do you feel frustrated where you are? Do you feel like you're circling a mountain, Israel? I've come tonight with the king, and I'm telling you, You've circled the mountain long enough. And there are some Amalekites tonight that need to die. There are some men and women that need to go beyond listening. They need to begin to hear. As I travel Pentecost, I mean all over the United States 
And I'm scheduled to be in Haiti, and I'm scheduled to be in Ethiopia, Jordan, Egypt, in, in, in uh, Lebanon. The number one problem facing Pentecost, my estimation, is not the lack of talent, not the lack of musicians, not the lack of saints that, are, have, that have white robes, I'm telling you, that have white baskets. But the number one problem <laughs> is there's a lot of folk that approach hearing as we'll do this, but we're not going to do that. And, and I think I like this, but I'm not going to do that. And God, I agree that I'll, 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 I'll do this to this point. And they're not hearing. Pastor, ministries that are preaching the same things as when I was a 13-year-old. The same things. The same messages. There's no growth. Talented souls. God has put his hand on them. And he's called them to the kingdom to serve a purpose. They're eloquent. They're gifted. They're good looking. But there's a problem. The word is only in their hands. But not in their hearts. Young ladies who are so talented that have the hand of God on their life. And I believe they have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. But the birds are circling. The God of this world is wanting to lob some heads up of some apostolic young people's shoulders. And the ones that he's looking for are the ones that know how to dress the part know how to look the part, know when to raise their hands, know when to stand up and when to sit down, know how to shake the preacher's hand and say, I appreciated that message, but there's never a change on the inside. Young men that know how to worship, but behind closed doors, in the privacy of their own, it is nothing more than a festival of demons of pornography that lead to demons of suicide that lead to they know the word they know the heartache the shame and they hate themselves in the midnight But the bread is misplaced. Those that know the depth of powerful preaching, the beauty of a, of a pastor's wife that knows how to lead in worship, 
but it's just an experience that stays here but never goes home. You know what a picture of this day is? It was Ezekiel in the 33rd chapter, the 31st verse. God told him that the people come and they sit before you, my people, and they hear your words, but they do not and will not do them. With their mouth they show much love. Right? The head. The head. You hear me? The head. But their heart goeth after covetousness. As we stand together tonight. One of the most dreaded diseases and one that I fear as a preacher in the natural preaching a lot of places we have these monitors there's a disease that some of my friends be, are beginning to suffer from and it's called auditory agnosia auditory agnosia and, and what it is is you can be in a you can be in a place and you can hear every sound that's going on around you but the crazy thing is is somewhere between the ear the mind the ear and the consciousness. They're unable to tell the difference between a, a car starting, a train running, a plane overhead, and somebody talking directly to them. I have sat across the table talking to some preachers and, and they say, what did you say? And I'm talking directly to even as I preach in churches, I can be talking directly to young men, to moms and dads, to elders. And there's a disconnect in the spirit. It reminds me of when Jesus was on the cross and a voice came from heaven and some said, that was the voice of an angel! And others said, oh, <laughs> That was just another, that was just thunder. That was just another Wednesday night. That was just another evangelist with a cute message. Auditory agnosia. And Jesus from the cross says, this voice didn't come for me, but it came for you. Brother Samuel, somewhere in the midnight hour, you got to put away every distraction. Need to tune your ear. And Brother Samuel, next time you hear that calling, next time you feel that stirring, I want you to say, Here am I, Lord. Send me. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Here am I, Lord. <laughs> Send me. The kingdom of God is growing, and we're at such a pivotal, pivotal moment. We're at such a pivotal time. I have people ask me all the time, how do you travel during COVID? How could I not when I heard a voice say, get up, pack your bags, and go? How could I not? when my ear has been tuned 
to a heavenly call that says, would you call? Who will go for us? And there are churches, and I'm telling you, this is one of those churches. Brothers and sisters, if there's ever a time when this world needed a word from God to flow through his people, if ever there was a time when a church needed to tune their ear to a heavenly voice <laughs> and be used beyond just gathering and be used as a place where miracle signs and wonders can continue to happen, this is the place. Pastor, this is just the beginning of great things. You haven't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen nothing yet. You're going to lay hands on the sick. They are going to recover. <laughs> because there's some people in the house that are walking on the right road. And the birds may be circling around a lot of places. But here, the bread is hid in the heart <laughs> and it's going to bring forth the miraculous crop and the miraculous harvest because the seed is going to be watered with our tears <laughs> in the spirit of God it's going to give an increase Oh, yeah. This is how I feel like doing it today. This is how I feel like doing it tonight. I've never done this before. But I would love for every, every, every head of ministry, even, even the church cleaner, I don't care, every head of ministry, just come up here to the altar right now. Sunday school department. And my sister, I know you're head of music. Just continue to play. Come on up here. Come on up here. Hallelujah. Wow. God is commissioning this church to greater. I want this church to stretch your hands toward these that are up here. Let's pray over them right now. That they will hear direction for their departments. That we can go forth in a greater measure tonight. Pray for your pastor that God will speak to him in the midnight hour and throughout the day that we can go forth in apostolic power and authority. Pray for the Sunday school department that he'll be blessed or she'll be blessed with ideas that will absolutely shake this community to their core. Pray for the head of music that they will have a spirit of worship that will increase on them. Pray for the men's ministry, the women's ministry that God will speak to them. I'm praying a special anointing, God, from this night forward over every head of every department of this church. 
I'm asking you, God, to give them ideas that come straight from the throne that will shake this community and will bring in a great harvest. I'm praying for increased revival. I'm praying that you would bless God, that you would multiply, that you would let maturity come in a greater measure than has ever been before. Hallelujah. I want you gentlemen and ladies that are head of these departments to look at me right now. We got to do this in phases tonight. I want you to never forget that every planet revolves around the sun. Look at me. It's not about you. It's about the sun. And I, I am commissioning you in Jesus' name. You better follow the sun. Let the gravitational pull of the sun lead you through the spiritual universe. Because there are other planets that are behind you that are counting on you to follow the sun. Get your eyes off of yourself. <laughs> you know what an elder told me? You know what an elder this week? Stanley, it takes a big man to forgive. How big a man are you? People are going to do you wrong. We're human. People are going to hurt you. They don't mean to. They're just doing their best. But when you have your eyes on the sun, doesn't matter. Yeah, blessed are they that love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. So here's the second phase. This is all about souls. Leaders and saints of God. Let's stretch our hand to this altar. And let's, 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 let's erect a crucified Christ right now, right here, so that everyone that looks thereon can find healing for their soul healing for their emotion, and healing for their body. Let's do it right now. God, I'm, we're praying over this altar. God. Would you stir the waters, God? Would you send your angels, God, into this house? And while they're here, would you send an angel out across this city? And would you stir the hearts of men? And draw them, God, to this house. Compel souls to come for healing of their emotions, for healing of their financial problems, for healing of relationships. And while you're healing the sinner, would you also heal the saint? the Holy Ghost in this house. Leaders, if you'll just step forward and just step forward and turn and face the congregation. Sister Audrey, if you'll come help us sing. And Sister Alyssa, if you'll come. You're already on the drums. This is we're gonna leaders step forward and face the congregation. Come as close as you can to this platform. Oh, 
I'm going to make an appeal. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Are there any young men or young ladies? The prayer request of heaven is we need laborers. There's not a lack of souls, but we need laborers. Are there any young men or young ladies in this house tonight that just want to do something great for God? Are there any moms and dads in this house that just want to do something great for God? Are there any grandmas and grandpas that want to do something great? Are there any, are, are any men or any women that just want to, that just want to go further in God? I'm inviting you now to come. Just, I, I, we're not even looking at your past. We're not looking at where you are right now. But the eyes of heaven tonight are on the future. So I'm asking you to, to, to reach out in faith for your future. And we're going to pray here together for just a few moments. I don't think we need to stay here all night. If you just want to come as they begin to sing and play, let's spend some time as a family around this altar tonight. And let's just turn our eyes on Jesus. And let's hear whatever God's telling you to do. I want you to to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Let's raise our hands and close our eyes and, and these altars are open. These heads of the department, I'm, I'm charging you to walk through this congregation. Let's encourage one another tonight. This whole, this whole sanctuary is a place to pray. Let's ask God to mature us, to grow us, to let us let the word go down into our hearts. relationship with God. God's got more for you. God's got more for you. Let's go forward in Jesus' name. This whole thing is about maturing, about growing. It's about the journey. That's it. Let God touch you. Let God do a work in your heart. You're not a Saul, you're a David. You're hiding the word in your heart. That's the difference. That's the difference. Yes, God. Yes, God. God can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost right now. Right now. There's enough power in this house. God can change you right now.
Yes, I really do. I really do. My soul loves you. My soul. Everybody, loves can you sing? You. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Say that to him. Yes, Lord. From the bottom. From the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Let's thank Him for what He's done, for what He's doing, and for what He's going to do. <laughs> As you're clapping your hands, can you lift your voice with the shout of victory. Victory for the souls. Victory for deliverance. Victory in hope. Victory in love. This house is going to be full. Souls are on their way. God has got a plan for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Can you do it one more time? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving one more time. hearers and doers of the word. Hearers and doers of the word. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brother Hopkins. You're hearing from the Lord and sharing, speaking to us what we needed to hear from the Lord tonight. That is one of the most powerful, might be the most powerful message that I have ever heard about hearing the word of God. Let's hear the word and do the word together in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can we lift our hands one more time and just thank God for speaking to us as a church family tonight. Thank you, Jesus. God, thank you for speaking. And thank you for allowing us to hear. God, to hearken. To take it to heart tonight. Not just give mental assent, but let your word truly, truly be hid in our hearts. Let us fall in love with the word again in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Hopkins. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Did you all enjoy that tonight? Yes, Amen. One's, one, word, one writer said, I hear an abundance of rain. You know what I'm hearing right now? I feel the Holy Ghost. I, I hear revival. I think you'll hear it before you'll ever see it. 
God is already speaking. He's already speaking. He's already spoken. I hear an abundance of rain. Yes, amen. I hear an abundance of rain. I hear an abundance of rain. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else hear what I hear? Anybody hear? And how many love it? Amen. I love it. I love what I hear right now. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you again, Brother Hopkins, for being sensitive, for speaking a word to us. Amen. Let's not let the fowls of the air steal this word from us. I don't think so. I'm not going to let the fowls come and devour the sacrifice. I'm not going to let the fowls come and eat the word that God has spoken into my spirit. I'm going to protect it. Amen. In Jesus' name. God bless you in the name of the Lord.